the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the after eleven after the hour of eleven o'clock, and for the next hour, we're talking car car repair. Bob's on the line, and if and Fred, Fred's first, Bob second, and if if you'd like to join us, you can six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. But not before I tell you about Quality Transmission. Quality Transmission is a shop that understands symptom analysis. It's important that you not. You ladies, don't let your husband tell you to tell the shop how to fix the car. The fact of the matter is is they're only right about 20% of the time. It's better to talk symptoms, but that's what tra- that's exactly what transmission guys do the best and quality is the best. Quality understands symptom analysis. Let's figure out what it's doing. Oh, it's going from first to third gear. Okay, so that's a solenoid issue. Let's see if the command is there. Yes, the command is there. That means, oh, look here, number B solenoid handles that particular shift. So probably it's bad. Let's ohm it out. Yep, it's bad. That's what it sounds like. So when you want a transmission, and the only transmission shop in the East Valley that I hang my hat on, they're the only transmission shop that I send customers to, the only transmission shop that I use myself is Quality Transmission on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Fred, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. So here's the deal. I have an 82 CJ5, low mileage, like 86,000 miles. Uh, gets driven almost none. It's a hunting Jeep, so we haven't been very good in the drawing here the last few years, so it's pretty much been parked. Um, but I started out, uh, I'm going to say maybe Tuesday, to, to tow. I live in Santan Vale. I was going to tow it up to Apache Junction and have the emissions tested. Okay. Um, I made a stop on the way, and when I did, the left front uh, brakes were real hot, Um and I'm surprised I was able to tow it. I got in the in the Jeep and started it, unhooked it, and tried to move it, and I couldn't move it with the engine. They were the brakes were that tight. So I took uh, there's two different size fittings on the side of the master cylinder, and I just cracked them each one of them a little bit, got a little bit of fluid out, and then I was able to turn the tires. So I brought it back home, figuring that I'd have to work on it and try to figure out what was the matter. But I got in it yesterday and drove it up to the corner, three, four, three or four miles up and back, and it worked just fine. And I stopped on an incline, pushed in the clutch, and it rolled, so the brakes weren't grabbing. I I don't know where to go. I, got I don't it. have any idea. I got it. I got you. I got you back on this one. But you only had heat coming off that left front, right? 
Well, that's the only place the heat was, but they were both locked up because I jacked up the right front, and I couldn't turn that tire by hand. I, I wasn't strong enough to do it. Okay, so so it's both front tires were were the brakes were applied, but you you got heat off the left front. I got I got I got smoke off the left one. Yes, sir. Okay, okay I, a couple things. It could have been that the left front caliper, the slides on it, are really rusty, really dirty, really muddy, really yucky. And it could have been that the left front caliper, when you when you broke, when you got in it and you drove it and you stopped, then you hooked up your tow bar and then you took off, the, that left front didn't release. As uh -huh. we heat the caliper up, we boil the fluid. And when we boil the fluid, we cause the fluid to expand, and that may have applied the other side. So I'm thinking you focus on the driver's side. Now, here's the good news. The good news is the problem's gone. Yeah. By you opening up the bleeder, you bled the and you and you didn't it didn't come out like you didn't say when I opened up the bleeder that thing squirted like four feet, five feet. You didn't say that. You said it dribbled. Um, now so what that, is the bleeder though? It was the fitting on the side of the master cylinder. I know. And and let me tell you something. But it, it, the it master cylinder when you Okay. On the master cylinder, you have a big compartment and a small compartment, yes? Right. Okay, the big one is always the disc brake, so that's the front line. I see. So when you opened up that line, it still just dribbled out. Because if yeah. there would have been tremendous pressure there, as soon as you cracked that line on the master cylinder, it would have sprayed fluid all over. I see. So by, by dribbling, that tells me, I think we had a caliper hang up, but you did a great job in diagnosing it, and, you, and, and I, I could tell you, Funny story, my son just wrecked a quad in the middle of nowhere in the forest up on the rim, and I had to take the horse trailer and the truck to go get him, and we couldn't get this quad into the horse trailer. So I thought, you know what, heck with it. I just tied the nose of it to the front. I could get the front wheels, but not the back wheels. So I tied the nose of it to it, and I'm driving, and all of a sudden I hear all the cowboys in the back hooting and hollering, stop, 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 and the back brakes are on fire. Well, when he wrecked the quad, the left front tire applied the brake, and no one noticed that the rear brakes were locked up until we smoked them off. So I didn't have a wrench for the bleeder. I just took a pocket knife and cut the doggone brake line, and we towed her on home. <laughs> <laughs> so you were better prepared than I was. And my son said, why would you cut the brake line? I said, well, I don't have a bleeder wrench. I don't have a wrench to loosen the master cylinder. I can't even get to the master cylinder, son. My son's like 36, because some idiot was driving this and drove the left front tire deep within the firewall where the master cylinder's at. And then he calls his daddy to come and get him. So anyway, you did a good job. I think what I would do if I were you is I'd do this. Take the front wheels off, get it up on jack stands, pump the brakes a couple of times with the engine on, let go of the brakes, turn the engine off, get out there and rotate both front tires, and they both should have the same amount of drag. Then you can put a screwdriver up there in the very top in the window of the caliper, and you can wiggle the screwdriver back and forth and push the piston back into the caliper, just mm -hmm. a little I bit on both sides. The other day. Okay. And, and you should be able to do that with just a little bit of effort. And if you uh -huh. can slide that caliper back. Now, here's one last thing. If I, the inner really, pad. I could not do it. I couldn't do it the other day, and I had a long screwdriver, and I could not move that caliper when I was, when I was having the problem. Okay, all right. That's be that's before you bled it, though, right? 
That's it before I bled it, yeah. Yeah, well, I so with the pressure. I could move it a little bit, yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. If the caliper is hanging up and the piston is hanging up, then the inner pad will have accelerated wear. So when you look through the window in the top of the caliper, after you got the tire off, tire and wheel off, you'll see the pad thickness. If the inside's worn a whole bunch, then that means the caliper's hanging up and the piston is hanging up, and you're going to need a caliper. And if you're going to do one, you're going to do both. So, so in your particular case, now, if it's the outboard pad that has accelerated wear, then the hardware kit is rusty, dirty, and ugly, and you need a $20 hardware kit, which is the two long pins and the boots that hold the caliper and the slide over the rotor. So the in, what, the wear, under ideal conditions, the two pads are going to wear evenly. But if the inboard pad wears more, and this is on every disc brake car ever known to man, the inboard pad wears more, the caliper's hanging up. If the outboard pad wears more, the hardware's bad. So that's just take it to the bank, because I promise you that's the way it is. Anyway, thanks very much, Fred. Thanks very much for calling. Hope your vehicle passed emissions. And, uh, and the good news is, is that whatever brake problem you had is gone right now. And I'd spend a little time looking around, but other than that, I wouldn't spend much time replacing parts because if it hasn't been driven in years and just been sitting around, it's entirely possible that we just start, got some rust on it and uh, and hang up, hung up that caliper. And after you used it a couple times, the rust came away, and we're all good. Bob, you're up next. Thank you for holding as long as you have. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. I've got an 09 Equinox with 122,000 miles, and the coolant was flushed once about four years ago when the water pump was replaced. Okay. I want to flush it now, but it has, you know, the red coolant, which was the factory uh-huh. coolant. And you think it's better to convert to the green coolant to just flush it out completely? N- no, I don't. Um, th- let me tell you that the green coolant is a 30,000-mile coolant. I don't care what brand it is. If it's green, it's a 30K replacement. Now, we <laughs> believe this or not, we have pink, orange, red, blue, amber, and green. Every one of them is different. <laughs> but I can tell you that there is a universal one, and it's usually amber, and the amber one covers Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Toyota, Honda, Nissan, da 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 Now, of course, many of the car manufacturers would prefer that you buy their coolant, so Dex Cool says only put orange. That's I don't do that. I don't buy that, and nobody else does either. Then there's blue, and then there's pink one, and then there's yellow ones. And Ford, Ford, they can have any color of the rainbow. They change colors like, like I was going to use some underwear joke, but I can't think of one that's going to apply. They change colors a lot. But if I were you and you wanted to change it, I would go with a extended life coolant, and I would use an amber, and I would buy a name brand like Prestone or something like that, and I would drain the coolant. I'd, I'd mix. I'd put a gallon of coolant in a five-gallon bucket, then a gallon of water, and I would make sure it's 50 fix and the 50-50, and then I would fill the cooling system back up as I did that. So that's why I do. But let me ask you a question: If you just did it a while back, why do it again this early? Well, four years. Four years is pretty long, isn't it, for cooling? It's more mileage than years. How many miles do you think it's been? It was re- it was replaced at about seventy thousand. The water pump. And then they, you know, okay. they put in new, and now it's got 120. I, I'm with you. 70 is, is, is a nice spot. So 70 on the first and 140 on the second, and here you are. Now, here's what I would do. Think about this. Either go through this summer with the coolant you got and then change it in April or May of next year, 
or change it now. Those are your two options. Because by April or name next year, you're going to be in that 70 times 2 range, and uh, you can do it then. So you want to go through the, the summer with good coolant, and in your particular case, if you're using a long-life coolant, and I think you are, then you can either do it now or you can do it a year from now, and you'll be fine. Okay? Right. Thanks, Mark. Hey, thank you very much. That's the third Bob we've had today, Jeremy. Are you making up these guys' names, or is it really just like Bob Day? No, we had back-to-back Bobs, and then, yeah, another Bob now. This is going to be a new record. That's right. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I did some research not too long ago, and if I could pull up the information on my computer, I'd tell you. But in Tempe, and I, 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 was, I'm, I was born and raised in Arizona, and um, I went to Tempe High School. And in Tempe, I was looking, because many of the shops, of the really oldest shops in Tempe, um, are no, no, no longer exist or no longer under the management. But when you look at, in the city of Tempe... Um, the two oldest shops in the city of Tempe under the same management is Chapman Chevrolet at Baseline and McClintock, and then Salem Boys Auto, the shop I own. Um, Schumann's Automotive has been around a long time, but uh, the Schumann family owned it, and then the, uh, Dick died, and then Sue had it, and she sold it to Mike Fenno. Mike Fenno, I went to high school with him, and he now owns it. But he doesn't get to count all those years, but he's been around a long time, too. So has Ronnie's. Kits Automotive is gone. Al and Albert, those guys are, are gone. They're still around, but they've closed and retired. But Tempe had a, an abundance of old-time guys. But there's only two of us gray-haired son-of-a-guns left, and that's Jerry Chapman over at Chapman Chevrolet and me, Mark Salem, at Salem Boys in Tempe. So I'm kind of proud of that, that we've been around a long time. We've been in the city of Tempe since 1985, but we've been serving the city of Tempe from Awatuki since 1979. So we've been around a long time. Anyway, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. Select 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Bill O'Reilly, The Drudge Report, and Charles Krauthammer, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriots. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. This is Andy Stankowitz, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for another exciting season of Lopes baseball. That's right, Andy, and after 51 games, it all comes down to a three-game series with Sac State. 
GCU leads the Western Athletic Conference, and a series win will clinch the regular season title. So join me Thursday and Friday at 2.45 and Saturday at 11.45 for the Antelope Warm-Up Show. The Lopes and the Hornets on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Go Lopes. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to see what's up next on The Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and there's some of you that don't know what your names are, so we're going to go ahead and take your calls anyway. But let me tell you about IMM Auto Service. David Enriquez over at IMM Auto Service works on cars the rest of us don't really know very well. Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles like Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. I was talking to a Fiat dealer the other day, and I told him, do you ever use IMM Auto Service for old Fiats? And he says, Mark, I've never found anybody who's really good on the older Fiats. And so I'm putting the two of them together. He says, we're really good on the new ones. But he says, the old ones are just a different breed. So he wasn't a Fiat dealer in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. So he wasn't around when the older Fiats were there, but he sells the new ones. David and his staff are experts, again, in Volvo, Saabs, Fiat, Alfa Romeos, and then other Asian import vehicles. So they're in the northeast corner of Tempe. They're where the 101 and the 202 meet. They're on the southbound frontage road um, north of University, and they're really, really a good shop. And they've been around since 1972. That's important as well. Been around a long time means you do good work. All righty, let's go to Bob number four. Bob number four, how the heck are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Good. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. I think, I can't remember if it was Bob number one or Bob number two. Ask if a shop would be uh, upset if if a customer brought his own parts in. 
And okay. I had a story I wanted to relay. Um, I had a neighbor that had an old Camaro. He was repainting, and he bought a transmission at the wrecking yard. And the transmission had a 90-day warranty on it. And while he was painting the car, the transmission sat there for about four months. And then he took the car and the transmission to a shop to have the transmission installed. And the transmission from the junkyard, the reverse didn't work. So the shop that installed it, he said, hey, uh, the transmission doesn't work. What are we going to do about the labor? And they said, well, you brought me the part, so I can't. I'm not going to put another one in it for free, so your caller should be aware of the fact that if he brings his own parts in and they need and they're defective, then the shop isn't shouldn't be expected to eat the labor to replace that defective part with a good part. Oh, you you bring up a point that 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 uh, that is needs to be said. You're, you're exactly right. The part I sell you has a, a, a warranty on it. So if I put it on and the alternator doesn't work or the transmission doesn't have reverse, then all that the next step is all on my dime. So my part has a labor, but when you bring your own part, it doesn't have a labor warranty. And if you diagnosed it wrong and we still have the problem, and you want me to take that $400 part off and give it back to you so you can get a $400 credit, if you can, from an electrical part that's been installed, and most people won't do that anyway, then uh, that's on your dime. So there is a risk associated with that. I can tell you that I will not install um, used transmissions because it, virtually half of them end up in the story that you just described. Uh, the speedometer is way off. The tail shaft doesn't fit. The crossmember bolts are broken, uh, or the bolts are broken off in the bottom of the in, the in the tail shaft of the transmission. The pump is real old; it doesn't develop enough pressure. Blah blah blah. So I, I'm gonna uh, I will install used parts for a customer maybe once in the life of our relationship, but I'm not going to install um, a used part of that magnitude like a transmission because it's going to turn ugly and it's going to be ugly. So thank you for bringing that up. I agree 100%. And a new part could be defective also. So if if your caller brings in a new part to you, he shouldn't expect you to uh, warranty the labor end of it if it's a defective part that he brought in. You're you're right. Or or an incorrect part. Or an incorrect part. No, you're right. You're right. However... If you put it, you know, you take the alternator off and you put the alternator on and it doesn't charge, the shop better make doggone sure that that, that it isn't something they did to create the problem. I, I remember a case that I had that, that that was exactly the situation. The shop put on the customer's alternator, but in the process they popped the fuse link down at the starter because they accidentally grounded the the, the power wire at the back of the alternator, well, when they were done, they said to the customer, your alternator's no good. So the customer paid labor again, and then the next time it didn't work, the customer paid labor again. Then the third time, the customer pulled the car from the shop, took it to another shop. They replaced the fuse link and put in the very second alternator, and everything was fine. So there is a little bit of a responsibility on the shop to make sure they, they did a good job on the installation and they didn't create anything new. But thank you for that, Bobby. You, you bring up good points, and I think the bottom line is is when we install a customer's part, if we install a customer's part, the customer has to understand that if anything goes wrong and the part is no good, the part is defective, the part doesn't work, then that's not on the shop's 
dime. It's on the customer's dime. But thank you for that, Bob. Steve, you're up next. How can I help you, Steve? Uh, just calling. I got a new, uh, well, it's new to me, a 2007 uh, Tacoma with 83,000 miles on it. Um, when I got it, it had a few little bugs that you expect in a car with 83,000 miles on it. I got um, one in particular is that the um, cruise control uh, is not operating. Um, and I will tell you that I can push in the button. And it has one of those that you push the button on and off um, underneath the steering wheel. And uh-huh. Once in a while it will come on, but not always. So we get a light on and it's cruising, it works. But it's, I really have to sit and push that thing over and over again for it to, to, to light up. So, And it's only been okay. a couple of occasions it's worked. Okay. It, and these buttons are on the steering wheel on the front or the back, uh, right? Not, not actually on the steering wheel itself. They're behind it. Um, well, it's actually, in, I guess it is inside the steering wheel. Um, okay. The, the not, and here's the deal. have a lever on the side. Yeah. All right. The steering wheel has to spin, you know, probably one and a half turns left, one and a half turns right in right. order to, to steer. So we have a flexible connection underneath mm-hmm. the steering wheel that allows us to have power to all the switches on the steering wheel that rotates as well. I think you'll agree that there's probably some magic position there that everything is fine, but the minute you turn the steering wheel, it goes away. And and that's a very common occurrence. So okay. the diagnostic procedure would nail down, and I'm, I'm, I would bet that it's, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm 70% of the time I'm right because you gave me a really good description that, that somebody's going to go in there and just simply play with the buttons and keep turning the steering wheel from, like, all the way to the left, all the way to the right, and stop in different positions, and going to find that spot where it works fine. And, and when you turn it on, the on light comes on, and when you set, it sets. Yeah. And uh, and then, but they know that when you turn left or turn right, it goes away. Well, that's just a connection. So we have to go in, pull the steering wheel off, and and either replace or clean some components to get that connection restored. Right. And that's now, that's kind of normal. Yeah, so I got uh, something at Tacoma World I was on the other day, and somebody said that uh, 2005 through. 11, I think, that there's actually a recall um, on the steering uh, and the component that includes the uh, that um, uh, cruise control. Yeah. Okay. So if if that's the case, that. it's okay. It, it's it's the harness, but it yeah. it probably controls everything on your steering wheel. Right. So if it, and it may even control your wipers, your intermittent and on and high and all that other kind of stuff. Right. So it's going to be a, a steering column wire harness. That's what you would look for if you're going to search your recalls. Okay. Okay. Got one other question. And okay. That I, on the max air on the air conditioning, I get uh, once in a while a um, off and on or a clicking noise it makes uh, when I turn it on on max air. When okay. I turn it off, the, the clicking noise goes away. Or when I start the car for the first time and it's on max air, it will start. Okay, I'm going to answer that question on the other side of the break. You stay right there. We'll be right back. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. 
Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Are you concerned about outliving your money? How would you like to have guaranteed growth and a lifetime of income you could never outlive? Join Dan Bethel for the Safe Money Radio Show Sunday at 7 and 7.30 a.m. You can also call Dan Bethel now for your free customized safe information money kit and 115-page safe money book at 866-555-SAFE. That's 866-555-7233. Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. Today, my new son and I threw a barbecue. There were burgers and chicken. I burnt everything. The burgers, the chicken, the salad. Ah, they were delicious. They were awful. And then and then we had watermelon. <laughs> I'm allergic to watermelon. And then we played catch. I broke Mr. Lewis's window. Mrs. Wakeham's window. Mrs. Wakeham's windshield. And then... Somehow, my hand. My hand! (laughs) And then my dad even let me drive his car. The hospital's on the right! It was a rough day. It was a great day. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, we're here on 960 The Patriot talking about car-car-related questions. And if you want to send me an email because you're too shy to be on the radio or maybe it's you want uh, to spend more time, that's fine. My email address is pretty simple. It's mark with a K, mark at marksalem.com, mark at Salem. Salem is spelled like the cigarette or Salem, Massachusetts or the Salem Witch Trials, which really applies to my sisters. Salem, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Hey, Steve, are you there? I'm here. 
Okay. We were talking about the clicking underneath the dash, and you said it was an 07 Tacoma, so that, that right. probably means that one of the blend doors is clicking. The, the, the computer is going to open and close these little electric motors that are attached with these little flimsy pieces of plastic to attach the, these little flimsy doors. And we're going to open and close the doors to control the air. And what happens is, is when we start clicking, it's because the motor is broke loose or the linkage is broken or bent or the door is hanging up. Now, it's been kind of cold lately, and if I were you, I wouldn't spend any money on that right now because it's entirely possible that this will be okay as soon as it starts getting hot. So I would wait till then. It's not going to cost you any more money to do it later. But the ultimate repair is typically going to be going into the dashboard, taking it apart, and figuring out it's going to be the passenger side or the driver's side or in the center of the of the uh, in instrument panel, and you'll have to tell them where the clicking's coming from, left side, right side, or center. Right. And, um, and, and then they'll go in and determine, and they'll call you and say, ah, the door's broken from the latch. That's the okay. click-in. Or, the, or there's a piece of bubble gum in there, or <laughs> there's a half of a jack-in-the-box taco in there. We took that out, cleaned it up, and it'll be fine, because we've done that before, too. So it'll be any of those. Okay. I got one more question. Am I allowed? <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, uh, my son uh, lives in Sacramento, California, and he has a uh, client that owed him some money and ends up, he's an attorney. And uh, the guy's giving him a, a travel trailer in lieu of the money he owes him. So he's giving me the trailer. It's a 14-foot trailer. I've got this Tacoma, which is a six-cylinder, uh, four-liter engine, and was wondering, am I going to be able to haul that thing with my Tacoma, or is, it, is there a problem with hauling a trailer that size? No. Um, no. Are you? Do you have the trailer yet? I haven't got it yet. Nope. Okay. When you get the trailer, I want you to call me or email me. Okay. I'm going to ask you to give me the GVW number on the store sticker on your on your truck. Okay. Um, I'm also, I'm going to ask you to give me the uh, the load rating of the tires that are on the trailer. Okay. And then there's going to be a sticker on the left front or on the front of the trailer that's going to give you the GVW gross vehicle weight of the trailer. Okay. Now here's 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 how this math works. Just real quick, if you have two tires on that trailer and both of those tires are 2,000 pound tires and it okay. says right on there little bitty writing it says okay. maximum load of 2,000 pounds at 33, 35 psi whatever yeah. that means that if those tires are rated for that trailer and they're on there properly then that means that we have a 4,000 pound axle because we have two tires at 2,000 pounds however if that's a 6,000 pound axle and we only have 4,000 pounds of tires under a 6,000 pound axle you're going to be in big trouble I promise Okay. So we're going to determine what the trailer load is. Then we're going to look at the gross combined vehicle weight rating, which is GCWR, and that's going to be in your owner's manual, and it basically says you can haul a trailer up to this amount. So okay. if we have a 4,000-pound axle, then we have a 4,000-pound trailer. And if we have a 6,000-pound axle, we have a 6,000-pound trailer, 8,000, and da, da, da. So I'll help you with all of that for free. Okay. And right. I'm just going to tell you where to look to get the information, but okay. you're, I'm pretty sure that Tacoma is capable of a 4,000-pound trailer. Yeah, this so, has double uh, axle on it. The trailer does. So it's oh, it has double iron. axle. Yep. All right, that makes a big difference because I thought you said single axle trailer. No, no I didn't um, say. Okay, if, if, uh, if that's the case, it probably is going to be too big for your V6. Oh, really? Yeah, but, but we'll still get there when we get there. 
because it okay. could have two two thousand pound axles underneath it. I doubt it, but it could have that. So we'll work with it. But I'll I'll okay. do, I'll do you, help you do the math. I'm an expert in that. Okay. Okay. Just email you about that. Say that again. Can I just email you about that then? You can. You sure can. Mark at okay. MarkSalem.com. All righty. Okay. Great. Thanks, Mark. All right. Thank you. Joe, you hang on for a minute. Let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Folks, there's a lot of great shops throughout the valley, but the really, really good ones are on my list, and I'll tell you why. First of all, they applied. Second, I vetted them. I've made sure that they are who they are and that they do good work. I've checked out all the different ratings, all their different reviews. I've checked their insurance. I've talked to them. I know them. I've shook their hands. And, and, and I'll tell you that I'm pretty selective because I say on the website that if you have a problem with one of my shops and you go through the Better Business Bureau dispute resolution process and the shop is told to make a refund or to give you money back and the shop refuses, I will, up to $5,000. So you can understand I work a little harder than the rest of them because I'm putting my money where my mouth is. There's only one shop in Mesa that can pass the muster has passed the muster, not can, but has, and that's Thompson's Auto Repair. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. They've been around a long time. It's a third-generation Thompson family, and I've known Generation 1, 2, and 3. They've been around a long time. They can fix anything, and they're really, really good people. Brian and Thelma are the two that run, own, and operate right now Thompson's Auto Repair. When you meet them, you'll know why I say that they are honestly good good people you it's one of those things where you look at them and you shake their hand and you say to them mark salem was right you can look at them and you can tell they're honest good people brian and thelma thompson's auto repair and towing been around since 1970 in the mesa area and it's never been easier or more convenient to keep your truck in top-notch shape your car your truck your rv than if thompson's auto repair is your partner Again, Main Street, just east of Stapley. Joe, good morning to you. How good can I morning, help you? Sir. I've got an 01 Oldsmobile Silhouette minivan. And you know those filters that are inside the glove compartment for the air conditioner? Yes. They're hard to fool around with. They're hard to put in and out, you know? Yes, sir. And I was wondering if it's okay to put a filter on the outside, you know, where the air intake is. Up by the windshield, you mean? Yeah, filter material. Sure you could. Sure you could. There'd be nothing wrong with that. You could put a filter up there. The problem with that is is when it rains, it's probably going to wash whatever's in the filter through that area into yeah. your evaporator case. And, of course, there's a drain inside there for that. But, no, you could you could put cheesecloth across that, uh, that grate. You could do whatever you wanted to. Good. And that gives you a supplemental time. i got to tell you, though, that the seasoned technicians – can whip they're called cabin filters by the way yep. they can whip those cabin filters in and out with no problem they don't bend them or break them or harm them when they do it yep. it's just a matter after you've done 200 of them or 2000 of them you just kind of get to know how to get them in and out real easy so okay. but anyway one more question about the, okay. uh, the radiator cap should that be changed sometime you know it's a good idea to change it uh, every time you do your cooling system uh-huh. flush and in your in your uh, 01, it's probably at about a 60,000-mile service, 75,000-mile service, maybe even as long as 90,000. Yeah. But uh, I would think that it would be a good idea to spend, what is it, $8, dollars $12 for a new cap yeah. just to ensure the system works right? I think that's a good idea. Well, they got those stunts with a little release valve. Is that a good one to get? That's that's the my favorite brand is Stant S T A N T. I think that's the best gas and radiator cap out there, and 
ironically enough, they make many of the caps that are boxed in different boxes that might have Chevrolet and Ford and Chrysler and Honda and Toyota on them. <laughs> yeah, they've got a release valve on top of them which lets the uh, fluid go back into the uh, overflow. Well, no, that's a safety valve. That helps you dump the pressure before you pull the cap off so you don't get hurt. Yeah, that's a good thing to have, isn't it? It is a good thing to have. You're right. Okay. All right. Well, Thank you, Joe. You betcha. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take your call, 602-508-0960, 508-0960. We'll be right back. Bill Bennett combats the argument for gay marriage. You know, if it's just love, if love is all that matters, then, um, you know, you love three people, five people, love your sister. What, what's what, what's the limiting fact here that keeps people from getting married? Well, what's limited is it's always two people. Well, you can't say that. Why do you say that? It's always been a man and a woman. If the argument is it's always been, then leave it the way it is. Bill Bennett's Morning in America. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Mike Gallagher at 6. On Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com Hello, this is Tom Brown with 960 The Patriot, and I'm excited because you have a chance to stand with Israel. This fall, 960 The Patriot has partnered with Genesis Tours for a nine-day trip to Israel that will change your life. Stand with Israel and see firsthand all of the places you've read about and heard about, the Gulan Heights, the Western Wall, Jerusalem, the Jordan Valley, and the Dead Sea, in the comfort and safety with first-class meals and accommodations. Look forward to something special in 2015. Stand with Israel. I had the great opportunity to go to Israel last October with my wife, and I'm taking my mom this fall, so you know I think it's safe. You've heard Mike Gallagher talk about it. You've heard Dennis Prager talk about it. What are you waiting for? Maybe you've got questions. Call me now, 
602-955-9600 and ask for Tom Brown. That's 602-955-9600. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today to hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 47 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday, 10 to 12, we're here talking about car and car repair problems. If you'd like to meet... If you'd like to get a hold of me Monday through Friday uh, when I'm not on the radio, then you can call the office, 480-598-1234. And if I'm not there, if you have a a question, perhaps other people can help you because sometimes I'm not there. Another way to get a hold of me is my email address, mark at marksalem.com. Jeremy, does your clock look like 5, 6, 7, 8, 9? Yes, sir. You're right on the money. Thank you. Thank you. We're synchronizing clocks so that I can hit all my marks. The next one's at 5650. Let me tell you a quick story. Back in 18, 1988, when I first started on radio in Phoenix, the number one question that I was asked is, what, where's your shop at? And um, my mother was an executive in a, in a variety of large companies like APS and Occidental Petroleum and Phelps Dodge. And, and Mom used to say to me, I, I don't like it when you thump your chest, son. And so she says, you really should talk about the industry and not just your shop. And I said, okay, Mom. And so then I start talking about other shops in the Phoenix area. And people would say, where's your shop? That's the number one question. And I would say, where are you coming from? And they'd say, Scottsdale. And I'd say, you're going to pass five or six really, really good shops on your way to me, so why don't you let me guide you? And out of that conversation and out of that issue came Mark Salem's Best Car Repair Shops list. The Best Car Repair Shops list was the very first referral network that anyone ever heard of or saw, and it was accidentally made by me. After that, the referral networks, obviously there's Angie's List and there's uh, Garage Fly and there's just all kinds of them out there, but we were the first. We and it's important to understand that the referral networks um, are there to hopefully guide you to good plumbers and electrical guys and stuff like that. Our 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 best car repair shops list deals with mechanical shops, paint and body shops, tire shops, diesel repair shops, like and transmission shops. So my job is is to, to send you someplace that I would send my own mother, or you know my my mother-in-law or whoever. So that's how it got born. The entire amount, and, 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 and as a referral network, you have the option of charging consumers and or your repair shops or your customers. So you have clients and customers. You have referrals that you're going to refer to, and you have people you're going to refer to those referrals. So you can collect funds from both of those. In my case, our list is free, and it's located on my website, MarkSalem.com. And the shops pay for the radio, and they pay for the advertising. And I have never, since 1988, 
taken a dime of income. I do these radio shows for free, and I advertise those guys for free, and they pay the freight. The idea behind that is, is, is to keep it as clean as we can and make sure that you understand that it takes a lot for me to put my money where my mouth is, but that's the way I can impress upon you that I mean it when I tell you my list is the very best of car repair shops out there. And I've never paid the $5,000 um, promise because we've never got that far in any complaint. Oh, sure, we get complaints. But the shop handles them to the Better Business Bureau satisfaction and or with the Better Business Bureau's assistance and or my, my assistant. But one way or another, we get it done. And the idea is, is we get it done. To, and maybe the customer isn't always satisfied, but everybody else is. It's never going to be where the customer is the only one that's not satisfied or and the Better Business Bureau isn't satisfied either. That doesn't happen. The fact of the matter is is that we work hard on making everybody happy. So if you don't have a shop or if you need a new shop, then go to MarkSalem.com and click on the Best Car Repair Shop link. It will then ask you if you want a mechanical shop, a transmission shop, a paint and body shop, a diesel shop, a tire shop, and then they'll take you to the list. So my list is a good list. I'm very proud of these people. They have integrity beyond anything I ever could have imagined. And uh, they understand that we're there for one reason, and that's to identify ourselves as something quite different than perhaps um, some of the rest of our industry that uh, is dragging the bottom. Anyway, who is it on the phone, Jeremy? Ron, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you? Good morning. Earlier in your program, you said nobody used Dexcool. I have a vehicle that has that. Can I change out and put in the amber color and mix them as I change it out? Absolutely. Um, and and, in, and in, the, in what they call the universals, um, there's a couple that are absolutely universals, but then there's, they'll be like, A, let's just use Prestone because it's an easy one everybody can do. Prestone says this one is a replacement for these three and these three colors. Then it has a second replacement that is for the next three colors or the next three models or whatever. So when you go in, you, you have the opportunity to look at the container, and if it tells you this is a direct replacement for Dexcool, then you're home free. Now, you may find a direct replacement from another name brand coolant manufacturer that is red or orange in color, like, and actually red and orange are two different colors because Dexcool typically is orange and red is, is typically Chrysler. So there's... There's those kind of colors, but then when you add water to red, it turns orange. So do you have orange or do you have red or whatever? But, but yes, the answer to your question is a very adamant yes. You can still use Dexcool, but you can use a generic um, coolant that is a direct replacement for Dexcool, and there's no harm and foul in that, and typically you can save yourself a couple of bucks. I was thinking that if you didn't recommend it, it must have some negative effect. It, it, the problem with coolants right now is is that they, they, some, most of them are, are sensitive to the year-making model of the car, so, and, and the colors uh, have gone crazy. And um, actually, there's a couple of different charts on the Internet. You could, you could Google coolant application chart. 
and you could go to Preston or you could go to any of the big coolant makers, and they all have a chart that says, you know, if you have a, if you have a 1960 through 1993 Ford, then green is the appropriate color, and your service life is 30,000 miles. And then from you go from 1996 to 2005, then you can use a blue one, or you can use a, a um, what's the other color that Ford uses? Pink. So you can move it around, and you can identify, but then inevitably, many of the major, and, and there's really only four compositions of the coolant. And frankly, Ron, uh, we take the wrong coolant out of cars all the time, and we don't see any side effects to it. So I'm not going to call it a side effect when I have to replace your radiator at 160,000 miles because you've been around the world six times. And I'm not going to blame it on the coolant that you happen to put a pink one in when you needed a green one, or you put in a, an orange one when you needed a blue one. I'm not going to blame it on that. I'm going to blame it on the 160,000 miles. So I, I'm not seeing the problems that they said we would have, but I am seeing the confusion. So if that makes sense. I'll tell you, where do you normally buy your auto parts? Um, Walmart for okay. coolant. And, and, uh, and Napa for other parts. Okay. The, the biggest selection of chemicals, in my opinion, is at Pet Boys. And I'm not doing a commercial for them for free, but I am telling you that if I want to go look at power steering um, stop leaks, I'm going to Pet Boys because they're going to have five or six different brands there, and I'm going to be able to look at them and see how many ounces and how many cents per ounce. I'm going to see if they have a common chemical in them, a methyl ethyl ketone, stuff like that. I'm going to look at that kind of stuff. So when I want to do um, a chemical analysis, for me, I go to Pet Boys just because of the sheer volume. And then I'll go to the young man who's stocking the shelves, and I'll say to him, when it comes to transmission sealers and conditioners, which one do you put on the shelf the most? Oh, without a doubt, that can right over there, that blue can. That one there is the sales three to one to everybody else. Well, I, if I'm going to get a can of sealer and conditioner for a transmission, I'm going to apply that to a transmission and see if I can change the symptom, which will help me diagnose it appropriately, then I'm going to go with that blue can. So that's how I think, and, and I use Pep Boys for that kind of stuff. But thank you for bringing that up, Ron. Thank you very much. And for the rest of you, I want to remind you that um, many in our industry, in the auto repair industry, th have taken it upon themselves to rewrite your, your maintenance intervals. Your maintenance intervals are clearly described in your owner's manual. And when it says the spark plugs will last 100,000 miles, that's what it means. Oftentimes you'll run across people who will tell you that you should replace them at 50 because it's Arizona. You should replace your coolant more often because it's Arizona. You should replace everything more often because it's Arizona. And I'm here to tell you that that's a load of horse manure or cow manure or bull manure, if you know what I mean. The idea is, is that just stick close to your interval, and when they tell you that you are past your interval, go get your owner's manual, hand it to them, and say to them, show me. Now, they'll have lots of excuses why your owner's manual is going to be different than what they're telling you. And those excuses are weak, they're man-made, and they're also BS. The fact of the matter is, is your manual is written for everywhere that car is sold, whether it's Africa, South America, North America, Alaska, Canada, or wherever. The idea is, is the manual is the Bible for your car. So stick pretty close. You want to go 10,000 miles early? That's fine. 
But to have somebody tell you need you to do it three times a year when the manual says once a year, that's different. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Thanks for spending your Saturday with me. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.